You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 76 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Hey, Kel. Yes. Did you know that we have a brand new visual roundup on our website? I do, because we have a brand new month ahead of us. It's true. Happy March. Woo. Woo. So our new visual round is called For the Record, and it features iconic album covers. We have strategically placed the Trivia Time logo somewhere within all of the images, and it is a pretty fun one. So head over to www.triviatimepodcast.com and check it out. Check it out. We also have a five-star review shout-out, but that will come later in this episode. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is TV Guide Data. T V G U I D E D A T A. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, what French DJ and producer has racked up over 50 million record sales and has been called the grandfather of EDM? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Cool. From the granddaughter of EDM. (laughs) I'm wearing my Jenko pants right now. (laughs) Just for the occasion. Just kidding. Sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to round one. Round number one is called wrong or right. Sometimes the answer is clear. No promises here. Each answer in this general knowledge round will feature either the word right or the word wrong. Question number one. What seven film horror series about cannibals hunting people in West Virginia has such subtitles as Dead End, Left for Dead, Bloodlines and Last Resort. Question number two. What are the first ten amendments to the U.S. Constitution collectively called? Question number three. What was the name of Mary Wollstonecraft's unfinished novelistic sequel to her 1792 treatise, A Vindication of the Rights of Woman? It was published posthumously by her husband in 1798 and is considered her most radical feminist work. Question number four. What Billy Joel song begins with the lyrics... Friday night, I crashed your party. Saturday, I said I'm sorry. Sunday came and trashed me out again. Question number five. 
What was the nickname of American aviator Douglas Corrigan after he flew from Brooklyn, New York to Ireland instead of his flight plan destination, Long Beach, California, in 1938? Question number six. What London-based Europop band, formed by two brothers, topped the charts with such hits as I'm Too Sexy and Deeply Dippy? Question number seven. What is the name of the online community established in 2004 by Alex Plank for people with autism, Asperger's, ADHD, and other neurological differences. Question number eight. What 2008 Swedish horror film centered around a 12-year-old boy developing a friendship with a vampire child? This film has an American remake called Let Me In. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, wrong or right. Question number one. The horror film series about cannibals hunting people in West Virginia is Wrong Turn. I've never even heard of this series. I'm surprised to learn that there are seven films in this series, and it sounds scary. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> I'm more into right turns, I guess. Right. Question number two. The first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution are collectively called the Bill of Rights. Pop quiz. What are the first 10 amendments? <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. Well, here goes. Uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, right to bear arms. Right to own a bunch of guns. All these things we are promised and not necessarily given. Except the guns. You can have as many guns as you want, though. <laughs> I want zero. How about you? Zero, please. Thank you. Question number three. The name of Mary Wollstonecraft's unfinished novelistic sequel to A Vindication of the Rights of Woman is Maria or The Wrongs of Woman. Question number four. The Billy Joel song that begins with the lyrics, Friday night I crashed your party, Saturday I said I'm sorry, Sunday came and trashed me out again, is You Might Be Right. Every day of the week, I relate to trashed me out again. <laughs> Seven day a week mantra right there. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> Come on down, crash my parties. On my way. Question number five. The nickname of aviator Douglas Corrigan after he flew from New York to Ireland instead of his flight plan destination, California, is wrong way. Totally like mean nickname, but... 
very much earned. I mean, that is really far off course. Apparently, he wanted to go to Ireland and couldn't get his flight plan approved. So he just did it anyway. (laughs) It's interesting that, yeah, his nickname is wrong way. But like Christopher Columbus, which basically also went completely off course, was like celebrated forever. Mm, Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Side note, though, I think... Corgan's flight happened, what was it, like a decade before the Long Beach airport opened? Yeah. But if you haven't flown directly into Long Beach, it has the cutest, most charming airport ever. It's 1940s. It has everything you need and none of the stuff you don't need. It's super like retro and cute. Everybody's friendly. It's a great airport. My favorite one. It's mostly outside. It's like a... The least secure airport I've ever seen, I feel like. (laughs) But I love it. I love it too. I hate flying. I'm scared of it. But I would go to the Long Beach airport just for fun. Just for hangs. Question number six. The Europop band behind the hits I'm Too Sexy and Deeply Dippy is Right Said Fred. How is this ever popular? (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) It is the worst. And can we talk about that song title, Deeply Dippy? Yuck. Not going back for a double dip of that, for sure. No, it's a hard pass here, too. (laughs) Question number seven. The name of the online community established in 2004 for people with autism, Asperger's, ADHD, and other neurological differences is Wrong Planet. Question number eight. The 2008 Swedish horror film with an American remake called Let Me In is Let the Right One In. Scary. Very scary, but also supposed to be one of the best horror films of its time. So, Sure. This movie actually came up in our Halloween episode because we did some scary movie anagrams. I don't know if you remember Kel. Oh, I do. But Let the Right One In... Anagrams to the Lintier Thong. I think you proudly admitted that you probably were also sporting a Linty Thong. Yeah, of course. Who's got the time? <laughs> <laughs> probably still am. Oh, dang it. Some things never change. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one's a wild one. It is called Smash Ups. This music round combines wordplay and duets you never knew you wanted. We will play two songs simultaneously, and you will combine the two artists' names to form a smash-up answer. You do not need to know the song titles. We have an example for you now. So in the example, you heard a Barry White song as well as a White Stripes song. So the correct answer would be Barry White Stripes. One. Two. 
go. I ain't went this hard since I was 18. Apologize if I say one that a woman never bargained for you. Three. Four. Your money, not a shame, darling, not a shame. You did. Thank you for yeah. oh. Mac, I'm gone now. I'm millionaire, I'm a young money millionaire. Five. Top down, loud sound, see my piece. Give them pounds now, look, who would be? If he be me, he on his arm, he's that charm, around the Six. Seven. the answers for round two smash ups number one was the beach boys to men mashing up the beach boys and boys to men number two was dj khaled zeppelin mashing up dj khaled and led zeppelin number three was vance joy division mashing up vance joy and joy division Number four was Lil Wayne Newton, mashing up Lil Wayne and Wayne Newton. Number five was Missy Elliott Smith, mashing up Missy Elliott and Elliott Smith. Number six was Maroon Five Seconds of Summer, mashing up Maroon Five and Five Seconds of Summer. Number seven was Neil Young Thug, mashing up Neil Young and Young Thug. And number eight was Matchbox 21 Pilots, mashing up Matchbox 20 and 21 Pilots. So this round was wild. Yeah. Sorry if I gave anybody a total like panic attack or headache. There was a lot going on. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Just doing something different, mixing it up. But yeah, pretty wild stuff. 
Yeah, I love the wordplay and music round combo. So I am all in on this one. Same. If I had to actually listen to one of these combinations by choice, I think it would be Vance Joy Division. Love those guys. I'm partial to Missy Elliott Smith because I think there's just the full range of emotion contained right there. (laughs) Neil Young Thug. Hilarious. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that after this episode comes out, Lil Wayne Newton's going to be trending big time. Trending. No big deal. (laughs) Moving on to round three. Round number three is our classic subject round. This one is called From Chapels to Sewers. Heroes in a Half Shell. Half of this round describes the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. The other half of the round describes the high Renaissance artists they were named after. And as a reminder, we have Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Question number one. In 2017, Salvatore Mundi was sold at auction for $450 million, the most expensive painting ever sold. The painting dates back to circa 1500 and depicts Jesus making the sign of the cross with his right hand while holding a crystal orb in his left. Who is the artist and polymath genius behind this masterpiece? Question number two. Primarily wielding bow staffs as his signature weapon, This character is generally considered the wisest of the turtles and depicted as the calmest. With an aptitude for technical systems and gadgets, he often speaks in technobabble. Who is he? Question number three. Most known for his classical sculpture works, this Florence-born Renaissance man was speculated to have a romantic relationship with Filippo Brunelleschi, an older founding father of Renaissance architecture, most known for designing the dome of the Florence Cathedral. Who was this sculptor? Question number four. Wielding twin psi blades as his weapon, the second eldest of the turtles speaks with a Brooklyn accent and is known for his bad attitude and fiery temperament. Who is he? Question number five. This painter and sculptor's most recognized work is the Statue of David, completed in 1504. Just a few years later, he painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which included the large fresco, The Last Judgment. Who was he? Question number six. Although this Italian painter and architect only lived to be 37, he left an impressively large body of work, many of which are found in the Vatican Palace. His final resting place is the Pantheon in Rome. Who was he? Question number seven. Although the most skilled fighter often seen wielding nunchucks, this laid-back witty turtle prefers to slay on a skateboard while downing a slice of pizza and exclaiming cowabunga. Who is this party dude? Question number eight. 
The eldest brother and leader of Turtles, this diversely skilled ninja, is the most serious and most disciplined turtle. A master swordsman, this leader also possesses abilities to heal with his hands. Who is he? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three from chapels to sewers. Question number one. Salvatore Mundi, the painting that sold for $450 million that depicts Jesus making the sign of the cross with his right hand while holding a crystal orb in his left, was created by Leonardo da Vinci. And I think that this masterpiece was actually the precursor to the Alanis Morissette masterpiece that describes having one hand in her pocket and the other one holding a crystal orb. Am I right? <laughs> Clearly. It was just the predecessor. <laughs> sure. Two masters at work. One hand making the sign of the cross and the other one making a peace sign. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Question number two. The character with the bow staff skills who often speaks in techno babble is Donatello. Pop quiz, Kelly. What color was Donatello's headband? I'm thinking purple. You're thinking right. Nice work. Woo. Well, it was really just taking some time to do some process of elimination there. Well, while you were doing that processing, I was actually uh, practicing my sweet bow staff skills. <laughs> hey, we've all been working on something this quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to emerge from quarantine really ready to impress the masses with these uh, sweet bow staff skills. No big deal. Woo. Question number three. The Florence-born sculptor, Renaissance man, with a speculated romance with Filippo Brunelleschi, was Donatello. Threw you guys a little back-to-back -back Donatello action. Yeah. Hope that didn't trip anybody up. Sorry, not sorry. Woo-woo. Before I put together this question, I actually did not know that he had speculated gay romances. So that was kind of fun to learn. Yeah, that's always fun to find out. Question number four. The second eldest turtle with a Brooklyn accent known for his bad attitude and fiery temperament is Raphael. Well, Raphael needs to get some anger management classes, I think. <laughs> Got no room for that kind of tood. Yeah. Work on that, Raphael. Question number five. The artist behind the statue of David, as well as the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel frescoes, was Michelangelo. Yeah, this guy was phenomenal. I can't believe that he was that amazing at both 2D and 3D art. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, he really managed to get a lot of stuff done and be one of the best at it. Question number six. The Italian painter and architect that only lived to be 37 with an impressive collection at the Vatican Palace is Raphael. Yeah, I would say that I managed to do nothing impressive by the age of 37. So good for you, Raphael. That is not even true. <laughs> Stop it. I always have an impressive recycling haul every Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lots of bottles and cans. 
Question number seven. The nunchucks wielding witty turtle who prefers to slay on a skateboard while downing a slice of pizza is Michelangelo. He was always my favorite turtle dude. I mean, what's not to love? This is down to party. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. You got your nunchucks. You got your pizza. What more do you need? I got one hand on my nunchucks and the other one holding a slice of pizza. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So we've established that I'm anti-guns, but I'm pro-nunchucks and bow staffs. Basically, any weapons that require skill. No big deal. Yes. Question number eight. The eldest turtle and master swordsman who possesses abilities to heal with his hands is Leonardo. Moving on to round four. So we were actually inspired to put together round four by a recent five-star review that we received by listener uh, Molly, uh, (laughs) which is her username. Love it. Molly wrote, best trivia podcast ever. This show rules. It's here. It's queer. It has great pop culture questions and fun categories. I love all the hosts and listen right away when it pops up on my feed. So that was really sweet to read. Thank you so much for that review. And we hope you enjoy this next round. Thanks, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Round number four is called Good Golly. This celebrity pop culture round features questions about famous Mollies. Question number one. Which former 1980s Brat Pack member portrays Archie's mother in the popular teen drama TV series Riverdale? Question number two. Molly is a popular slang term for the recreational drug ecstasy. What is the other commonly used four-letter slang term for this sensory-altering methamphetamine drug? Question number three. Which actress portrayed the underground poker empire organizer Molly Bloom in the 2017 biographical film, Molly's Game. Question number four. Molly's Lips was an alternative rock song originally recorded by the Scottish band, The Vaselines. What Seattle-based grunge rock band released a cover of this song in 1991 on Sub Pop Records? Question number five. Which SNL vet starred in the 2018 LGBTQ romantic comedy film Wild Nights with Emily as famous poet Emily Dickinson? Question number six. Released in 1986, the Molly McIntyre doll was a nine-year-old girl growing up on the home front in 1944. Molly McIntyre was a character that was part of what popular line of dolls? Question number seven. A regular Victoria's Secret angel, this American model and actress has been featured in countless fashion campaigns and graced the pages of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue throughout the 2000s, once appearing in a bikini worth $30 million that was made of diamonds. Who is she? 
Question number eight. Molly Jensen was a lead character portrayed by Demi Moore opposite Patrick Swayze in what 1990 romantic fantasy thriller film? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four. Good golly. Question number one. The former 1980s Brat Pack member who portrays Archie's mother on Riverdale is Molly Ringwald. Any excuse to put a Riverdale-related question on Trivia Time? Sorry, guys. Oh, absolutely. Big fans, big fans. (laughs) Right. But I was loving when Molly Ringwald showed up on Riverdale. One of my favorites. Oh, the best. I think Riverdale has tapped most famous redheads at this point to make some sort of an appearance or cameo. Yes, yes. Well, Christina Hendricks, my girlfriend, has yet to make an appearance. I'm waiting on that one just because, you know, babe. Probably out of the CW's league. (laughs) Right. Let's be real there. (laughs) Question number two. The popular four-letter slang term for ecstasy that is not Molly is MDMA. Fun fact, I've never done ecstasy. That really surprises me. (laughs) I know, me too. One would think, out of all of my wild times and wild nights and touring and all that, yeah, I feel like if it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen. Yeah, never say never. I believe in you. Uh, I think I'll stick to the White Claw, but... (laughs) Not really like a later in life goal. Question number three. The actress who portrayed the underground poker queen Molly Bloom in the film Molly's Game is Jessica Chastain. Another ravishing redhead. Question number four. Molly's Lips by the Vaselines was covered in 1991 by Seattle-based grunge rock band Nirvana. Who's this? <laughs> Yeah, you have to stop asking about these obscure bands. I've never heard of her. (laughs) So this is an excellent cover song. I think a lot of people didn't even realize that it was a cover song because I think the Nirvana version got a lot more sort of attention. Both versions are great. Love the Nirvana version, though, for sure. Yeah, that lot of people would include me. I don't think I realized this was a cover. Well, you're not really a a rock and roll expert either, though, so I'm going to let it slide. Hey, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Who, me? (laughs) I am a Vaseline expert, though, so. (laughs) Yes. Fun fact is that Kelly's nickname as a child was Chappie, and her parents used to just grease her up in Vaseline. I still grease myself up in Vaseline. Oh, buddy. I think if anything goes wrong, I just slab a bunch of Vaseline on it (laughs) and hope for the best. (laughs) Question number five. The SNL vet who starred in the 2018 LGBTQ romantic comedy film Wild Nights with Emily is Molly Shannon. So I love her. I mean, she's brilliant. I was so excited about this queried piece, but um, I didn't like the movie. I don't think I saw it. I wouldn't recommend it. It was just silly and over the top, and I definitely was not buying that romance. It wasn't great. But I do love her, so that's too bad. Me too. Question number six. 
Released in 1986, the Molly McIntyre doll was part of the popular line of dolls, American Girl. So my youngest sister, Molly, was actually obsessed with this Molly McIntyre doll. Owned a bunch of books and outfits and things. I think there were some braids and glasses involved. Yeah, she's the World War II doll. I was probably going through a G.I. Joe's phase at the same time. So I was like, cool, knock yourself out. I was more of a kit girl myself. Okay. Didn't you work in an American Girl or something? I did. I was a server in the bistro at the American Girl of Mall of America. That sounds like hell. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't admit to that. The episode before last when I confessed to working at a Bath and Body Works and having to wear an apron. Yeah, I I did wear a hot pink apron and a bow tie. (laughs) Quite a combo. (laughs) Yeah, mixed messaging, I felt like, but we went with it. Oh my God. Wild times. I had to know all about the dolls. But I think that you can wear matching outfits with the dolls and get your hair done in the style of the dolls at a store. Is that right? It seems kind of creepy. Yeah. You can go to the uh, hair salon and get the doll's hair done and your hair done. But it's like 80 bucks or something insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you walk into the American Girl store, you count on losing about $1,000. Yeah, no thank you. (laughs) It seems like almost cult-esque, though. I mean, the whole American Girl culture and stuff. It seems nuts. Yeah, no thank you. Question number seven. Did you hear that, Kel? Oh, big time. So if you correctly answered this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The American model and actress who appeared in a bikini worth $30 million that was made of diamonds is Molly Sims. Well, that doesn't sound very comfy. No, I'll stick with my lintier thong, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to stop by Joanne's Fabric and get a few like iron-on gemstones and that can be like your version. (laughs) Yeah. Not quite $30 million, but... (laughs) More like $16. (laughs) Yeah, with a 30% coupon. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Do you remember when vajazzling was a thing, though? Oh, yeah, big time. Unnecessary. It was really disturbing. I was like... No, no, no. "Mm, No, thank you. Ladies, they don't care that much. No. They're not even going to notice. They're not noticing. And if they do, they're going to be like, why, girl? Also not comfy. Not comfy. I do not need glue down there. Ouch. (laughs) I can't think about it. Why'd you add that? (laughs) Question number eight. Molly Jensen was a character portrayed by Demi Moore in the 1990 romantic fantasy thriller film Ghost. So this movie actually provided inspo for my amazing career in pottery. Lovely. (laughs) I'm just kidding. My love life has been a kiln ever since. I actually really like this movie. It's pretty great. Me too. I actually really enjoy it. And Patrick Swayze. Total dreamboat. Loved it. Absolutely. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What African-American leftist political organization was founded by two college students in 1966 in Oakland, California? Challenging police brutality in the city, 
The group commonly practiced its open carry armed citizens patrol to monitor police officers. Who were they? Question number two. Referring to the colorful signals used to indicate brothel locations, what term is used for urban areas where a concentration of sex workers and sex-oriented businesses are found? Question number three. Known as the pioneering godfathers of the jam band world, what American rock band, formed in 1965 in Palo Alto, California, amid the rise of the counterculture of the free love movement. One of their more iconic logos features a line of dancing, colorful cartoon bears. Who are they? Question number four. Which title was the second of seven in C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia? This novel centers around a titular character who becomes King of Narnia and reappears in the next two books in the series. Question number five. What type of breed were Buddy and Shamish, former President Clinton's two dogs? Ironically, Russian President Vladimir Putin also owned a dog of this same breed named Kony. Question number six. What 1965 Beatles song has the parenthetical subtitle, This Bird Has Flown, and opened with the lyrics, I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me? Question number seven. Appearing next to the go space for half a point each, what are the two cheapest properties to own on a standard Monopoly playing board? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The African-American leftist political organization founded in 1966 that challenged police brutality in the city was the Black Panther Party. Question number two. Referring to the colorful signals used to indicate brothel locations, the term used for urban areas where a concentration of sex workers are found is a red light district. Kelly? Yes. You don't have to put on that red light. <laughs> Those days are over. You don't have to sell your body to the night. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kelly, you don't have to wear that dress tonight. Walk the streets for money. You don't care if it's wrong or if it's right. We're not going back to round one, wrong or right. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> wrong. 
Thank you for that inspo from the police. (laughs) Not the other police, but the band, the police. Question number three. The godfathers of the jam band world with the iconic logo featuring a line of dancing colorful cartoon bears are the Grateful Dead. Fun fact is that Kelly Sharon actually has a tattoo of one of those dancing colorful bears on her left breast. Am I right? Of course. How'd you know? (laughs) Well, they don't need to know that. (sighs) I'm such a deadhead, you know, till the end or whatever. (laughs) Pop quiz. Name one Grateful Dead song. I really can't. (laughs) I know. My left breast is reserved for Missy Elliott Smith, actually. (laughs) A nice portraiture of that hybrid. Yes. That will also be a very attractive tattoo, I'm sure. (laughs) Question number four. The title of the second of seven in C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia is Prince Caspian. Question number five. The type of breed of former President Clinton's two dogs, as well as Russian President Vladimir Putin's dog, Kony, are Labradors. Fun fact, they actually purchased these Labradors from the same breeder. No way. You're right. No way. I just made that up. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) It's not true. I thought you were going to unveil a uh, secret statesman dog breeder. Yeah. No. Question number six. The 1965 Beatles song that has the parenthetical subtitle, This Bird Has Flown, is Norwegian Wood. This is actually one of my favorite Beatles songs. I love this song. It's gorgeous. Question number seven. For a half point each, the two cheapest properties to own on a standard Monopoly playing board are Mediterranean and Baltic. And the answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like the Black Panther Party, Red Light District, the Grateful Dead, Prince Caspian, Labradors, Norwegian wood and Mediterranean and Baltic. And all of those answers include names of seas. Kelly, do you see that little joke that I put on there for <laughs> you on the PowerPoint? I like that it's just for me. <laughs> well, the listeners can't see. I mean, you could share it with them if you wanted. It says, now you see me, spelled like a <laughs> ocean. Now you don't. (laughs) Boom. That one was for you, Cal. Woo. With a picture of some waves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good one. (laughs) Thanks. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was TV guide data. And the question or clue that went along with this anagram was... What French DJ and producer has racked up over 50 million record sales and has been called the grandfather of EDM? And the answer is David Guetta. TV guy data scrambles up to be David Guetta. How old is he? Because he doesn't seem old enough to be... I would say like 40, so this seems rude. Titled the grandfather (laughs) of anything. I know, it seems rude. Rude. By the way, he's not offended because he's sold over 50 million records and does not care. 
Yeah, he is rich and fine. Call me daddy. Call me granddaddy. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week was Sleepless by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters. taters. Now I'm actually wearing jeans. Whoa. For the first time in a long time. I know. What's wrong? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, bud. (laughs) Felt like a total troll today. And I was like, maybe I should put on real pants. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I know. I hate it. Yeah. I've had regrets. (laughs) The godfathers of the jam band world with the iconic logo featuring a line of dancing colorful cartoon bears are the Grateful Dead. And fun fact, Kelly Sharon actually has a tattoo on her left breast. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) It's getting worse. (laughs) I know.